Hello, and welcome to This is the Day Ministries podcast series. I'm your host, Dr. Courtney Alexander-Harris, and today is day one. They couldn't wait, you guys. They couldn't wait. This is the August 17th edition of This is the Day series. Uh, this is the Day Ministries podcast series with your host and pastor, Courtney Alexander Harris. And listen, they couldn't wait. Uh, they couldn't wait. You know, they couldn't wait. I told my kids they couldn't wait. So today was the first day of school, and um, I've been prepping my children since May, and especially over the summer, of being prepared for. You know things to come, um, especially right now in their in their life. Uh, what's big for them in school? Obviously, that's what their their focus is of what they have to attend to. And of course, day one comes back around. We've been talking about uh, being ready for the the foolishness that the world has to uh, present to uh, try to get you to buy into. And sure enough, it was proven that hey, we're going to start on day one. Um, I've been uh, advertising the announcement for the uh, back to school worship service on the 2nd of September. I hope you caught that announcement. Um, If not, just go ahead and check out the event announcement on the uh, buzzsprout.com webpage or whichever um, place that you're subscribed to this on. Just check that out from the season three and you can learn more about that. But just getting back to today, they couldn't wait. So I told my son and I've been telling my children as well that, look, you guys are going back to school. The world is increasingly becoming more wicked. You're trying to push so many things to wreck you as a as a as a young child, young adolescent, young teenager growing up. They wanted to wreck your life before it even begins by by indoctrinating you with all this foolishness that is against what God has established. So just teaching and raising your children up as I am, and I hope you are, raising them up in the fear of the Lord, teaching them the word, praying with them, uh, being in good fellowship with them, um, just exposing them to much, as much word as possible in light of what they are encountering in the world is, is necessary. So on day one, uh, the report comes back. Uh, once my, my son gets home, he tells me, Dad, um, one of my classes had us to stand up and say our name and you know, introduce ourselves and tell us a little about, you know, something cool about ourselves or whatever. Anyhow, so he shares that this one young lady uh, stands up, gives her name, and then says that she identifies as they, them, you know, not he, she. And then the teacher essentially confirms that by saying, yeah, they is, is singular or what have you. Now, I'm like, so well, before I get into my own commentary, my son goes on to say, well, when did they become to mean one, mean one thing? And he tells me that his, his classmate or whoever sitting next to him says, don't, don't, don't even go there. Don't get involved. And he was basically saying, don't get into that conversation with those people who, who have hangups with pronouns and they're confused about if they are he or she. 
Um, don't don't even get into that because it's it's going to turn into something, which it usually does. Um, because most people, most those in the homosexual community, the LGBTQ, IPD, X plus in growing every day, they don't want to be told that what they're doing is wrong and moral. It's against what God has established for us as his creation. So it, the, the young man that, that, that bumped my son and said, like, look, don't even get involved in that. He, he, he's, he's accepted the fact, which is not a fact. He's, he's accepted that there's nothing he could do. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to engage in, in letting these people know that what you're doing is wicked, it's sinful, it's wrong, it's immoral. We shouldn't be, uh, uh, practicing this you are clearly a female she's clearly a female has the anatomy the bodily makeup of a female but she is just a they or them um so hey you know i'm raising my son to to respect and honor the lord and live and and give his life to the lord right and and abide by what god has has provided for us in his word to be led by the holy spirit all of those wonderful things of being in a relationship with the lord so it is it is interesting that in my reading this morning, um, I was reading Ezekiel this morning, and obviously Ezekiel is Old Testament, if you didn't know, but he's a prophet, and basically the Lord is telling him like, look, you got you got some work to do. I need you to go tell tell uh, the house of Israel some things. Um, in chapter two, he says, and he said unto me, son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet. And I heard him that spake unto me. And he said unto me, son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. He sent him to go deliver a message. It goes on to say, they and their fathers have transgressed, transgressed. An act that goes against the law or rule, they've transgressed against me even unto this very day. Verse 4 says, for they are impudent children. They're, they're disrespectful. They don't show respect. And contumacious or stiff-hearted. They're stubborn. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, thus saith the Lord. So he's telling them, look, I had a message that I need you to share with these rebellious people. And let's look at... This is this is the kicker right here. And this is what I always say that uh, about the scriptures. God gives us a command. He t tells us what to do and he tells us what the repercussions are for, for everybody involved, really. And look, in verse, uh, excuse me, chapter three, verse 18, he says, when I say unto the wicked, uh, let's go back to 16. He says, and it came to pass at the end of the seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. 18, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. So let's look at 19. He says, yet if thou warn the wicked and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. So look, either way, if he's if this um, if they're practicing wickedness, they're going to die for their iniquity. Right. But here's the thing. If you don't warn them. 
then it says, but his blood I will require at the hand. So this is telling us that you need to warn the wicked of what they're doing is, is wrong. It's against what God has established. So you got to be, you can't be afraid. And this is a, 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 a part of what um, uh, our, our program on the second is going to be to encourage our children not to be afraid. Because in this case with my son and this classmate today, the young man was basically telling him after he asked the question, like, when did they become one? He's like, don't even get involved because there's just this thing in the land. It's like an unspoken rule. Don't say nothing to what they're doing because they're going to cry about it. They're going to talk about how unjust things are, how unfairly uh, they're being treated, all the injustices that they are experiencing as a homosexual community. Well, you got to understand this is a choice that you're, this is something you're choosing to do. And I, I really hate that the, the homosexual um Choice has been likened unto civil rights where, you know, people didn't choose to be the color that they are, but somehow we're on the same. These two things are equal. <sighs> the world we live in, the world we live in needs a savior. And, and God did exactly that. It is up to us if we're going to accept Christ and turn from our iniquity and serve him or we're going to continue in that thing. The thing that we have to know as believers is that, look, we just can't sit idly by. We never can. You can't sit idly by and just think that they're going to get it right on their own. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be examples. We're supposed to be um, examples of Christ. We're supposed to show people uh, what it means to live a godly life, to to to, uh, uh, display the character of God. We, We must be able to to show that God uses people. Right. We're his creation. So if we can't if we can't exemplify what it means to 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 be a follower of Christ, then how will they know? They're definitely not picking up the scriptures to to read to find out because nobody wants to read the Bible because most people think that it's an outdated book. Most people think that it's not applicable. It's just an old text. Um, Let's look at fast forward really quick to Matthew 28. Jesus says, um, Matthew 28 the last four or five verses then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them and when they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted and Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you all way even unto the end of the world amen so there's there's a command here to go and to be active with your faith, teaching them to observe all things. When you te- when you teach something, you're 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 giving information that one doesn't know. They don't know how to do it. How can someone who whose father isn't Christ, who haven't surrendered their life to Christ, who who doesn't believe that God is who He says He is? the beginning and the end, the creators of heaven and earth, if they don't believe that, how can they accept his teachings? So please, people, we have to understand that we must, we must evangelize. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor or not. You must be able to express your faith. You must be able to share your faith wherever you are. It doesn't have to be glamorous. It doesn't have to be uh, super 
uh, deep. It just has to be authentic and true based upon the scriptures. What did God do for you? What is God word? What has it already established? What does it say? What does it say about your lifestyle? Can you find what you're doing in scripture? Can you find yourself in the word of God? If you can, then praise God if it's good. If it's negative, then that means that you have something to do. You've got to make a change. You've got a decision to make. Amen. You have decisions to make and we have to parents, you have to train your children up to be able to be confident to stand on their faith because the enemy wants to intimidate them. The enemy wants them to think that, you know what, that's uh, uh, let them do them. That's popular. Now, let 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 them do what they want to do. That's their business. That's not none of your business. But we we are God's business because we are his creation. And scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God did something out of his love for us. He gave his son. Amen. To God be the glory. Be encouraged. Continue to study. Continue to study your word. Continue to pray. Continue to fast. Amen. Continue to be in fellowship with like-minded believers so that you can be confident as you go out into the world. Amen. God bless you.